Hello and welcome to Ordinary Folk by Noah, the podcast for ordinary folks by ordinary folks. This podcast aims to destigmatize the things that men are usually embarrassed to talk about. So this is the second episode. Uh, I'm your host Darren. Uh, I have with me Sean and Skylar. Hello. Hello again. <laughs> so if you want to know more about the things we talk about in the podcast, feel free to follow us on Instagram. It's off by Noah. That's O F B Y N O A H. On that Instagram page, uh, we have an Instazine, which is a more bite-sized content for the things we talk about in the week. So without further ado, this week's theme is drumroll. <laughs> it's a low budget podcast. <laughs> it's Hellas. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know before we support podcast where we make our own sound effects as well. <laughs> yes, the budget, the budget will go up. You guys have to keep listening for our budget to go up. So <laughs> support us, guys. <laughs> okay, so anyway, on the subject of hair loss, uh, first things first, everyone loses hair on a daily basis. I'm sure you guys know that. Like in the shower, like mm-hmm. on your on your room floor, you see like a lot of hair. So Mm-hmm. Actually, some people might think that because their room floor is like so many strands of hair, right? That they might have hair loss. But no, because everyone drops about 50 to 100 strands a day. And that's considered normal. Okay, but what, what does that actually look like? I can't visualize, right? Like, like what, you're dropping that much hair? No, as in, in a day. What, 50 to 100 is like, I think for some people, it's like hard to visualize, right? That's the thing which is because when you're walking around at home then you're looking on the floor right so 50 hundreds like what what would you think one bunch of hair on your hand right right no but one because, through. because you don't drop all these hair like in like one minute right it's yeah, like, no, the of the, the whole day la, you know like 50 to 100 seems quite a lot actually yeah but then again it's it's I think during the shower time right it's gonna drop like majority of them will, will drop during the shower time and you won't be aware of it right okay so I would say Okay, if you look at the palm of your hand, right? I think 50 to 100 is... Like, you see all these creases. I think it's just enough to cover one of them. I think that's probably 50 to 100. I could be wrong. I think we should do an experiment. <laughs> Let's collect. Let's collect 50 and 100. <laughs> right, and then we can take a photo exactly. and put it online. Yes, This is how we'll 50 to 100 strands look like. Alright, Skylar, do it. Get us get back to us next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, but that's the thing, right? Like, female... Because, oh yeah, I have long hair, right? So... Because it's long when they are, you know, clustered together, it looks like there's a lot of hair when in actual fact, it could actually be less. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially, you know, all of you guys have, you know, women in the house. You would have seen all the long hair in the toilet, uh, basically everywhere. And the moment you sweep them all up, it just looks like everyone has hair loss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And I, I have a habit of... So I, I don't like to you know, wash off the hair in the shower. Like, I'll... By happy, but I'll put it on the wall. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, no, no. So that I can I can throw it out into the bin after I'm done showering. You so it doesn't it, clog you the stick drain. it on the wall? Like, the, yeah, the, the shower glass. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so that... You know, right? You have that draining thing and then there'll yeah. be a bunch of hair stuck and then you have to clean it. Like, I don't know. Oh, every, no, I, I don't know. Shower, I, just, like, I, just, I just leave the drain open, so I don't know. That's bad though. <laughs> what? You gotta wash it down anyway, right? You clock out. I don't know the if, if drain, you no? get clocked. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not your problem. <laughs> yeah, so basically, like every time I, during my shower routine, right, I'll realize, like, oh shit, that's a shit ton of hair. But then I know that's way less than 50 hairs. Right. Not that I counted, but like, I can estimate that. So, right, so, so, yeah, maybe you guys should do the experiment instead. <laughs> <laughs> I need a haircut soon lah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to cut my hair. And I'll be like, hey man. Sweep <laughs> 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 it. Sweep it up. Yeah. Put some plastic bag. I'm going to do that, man. <laughs> then we're going to put. So hair loss only happens when, you know, the, the new hairs don't grow back. Right? And then it will affect your hairline and the, the thickness of your hair. So dropping hair is pretty normal if you are within 50 to 100 strands. But the moment you realize the hair is not growing back, that's when, you know, you have hair loss. Yes. Yeah. 
So let's let's dive okay. into some statistics. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you start? Okay, so apparently, 32% of young um, adults, so age about 17 to 26, they do suffer from male pattern baldness. 63% of men will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. So that's a huge number. So the maximum number of hair, you know, we say the normal is 50 to 100 strands. But the maximum that you can lose, right, is 150 strands for healthy hair fall. So anything above that, if you're counting 200, then... But I would say that, I mean, I'm guessing that that is not like a... Like 149 is, you know, no hair loss. Then 151 is, okay, you got hair loss, right? I mean, that's just a... There's still a range there, right? You know what I mean? Plus minus lah. <laughs> I think it's because it has to be in line with the normal, you know, hair growth um schedule, right? If it's... Like our hair don't grow that, that much in a day. So if you're falling more than you can grow, then obviously you have a hair loss issue. Right. And I think I think this varies from individual to individual. So yeah. yeah. Do, do, you, do you all know any causes of hair loss? Like what, what do you guys know about the causes of hair loss? Okay. The, the number one is, I feel, uh, or not really I feel, the number one which I've been told my entire life is MSG. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. like instant noodles. Every time I eat instant noodles, my grandma say, your hair gonna drop. But I heard it's not true though. Like I mean, not I heard, but I read. I think that's I think that's one of the the top poll questions as well. Yeah, I feel like that's you know growing up. I think most of the you know your parents or grandparents would have told you right. Don't need so much instant noodles. You know you're gonna lose all your hair. I hear that now. Yeah. So that that don't stop me. No, no, no. No, no, no. Wait, how how often do you have instant noodle? Because I know Sean like basically. Have at least one, once a week. I had, I had one, I had one yesterday, and one the day before. But that's all for and this week. No, 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 no. That's all for this week. That's all for this week. Right, right. right. Okay, enough about me. Right, enough about me. Actually, the thing is, I didn't know. Actually, I I never actually look at people's head, right? So I I feel that hair loss. I don't know. Like for me. I am people say it's common, but I don't really see it. Like, I just oh I guess my impression is just that people have different like you know the hairline, right? Like the widow's yeah. crown and things like that, right? So I always thought that, that was, you know, like everyone had just different. I didn't really think that, oh, like this guy is like more receding or must be hair loss. But I, okay, I feel like you know how the, the cap trend or the bucket hats. Yeah. Could also be a way for people with, you know, hair loss to cover up as well. That's true. So it's maybe that's why you didn't realize. Right <laughs> Do all your friends wear caps? <laughs> yeah, just lift it up. <laughs> just, just, just you know, take a peek. You're like, oh, it's your hair loss. Hair loss police. Just be like, <laughs> <laughs> check. No la, no la. Let's not prey on people's um, yeah, you know, insecurities. Hey. We're more mature than that. So I have a family friend that um does have this issue like, Back, I think it was like maybe two years ago and my whole family noticed it. And when I do ask my parents, they'll just say, oh, you know, stress. Um, but it turns out stress indeed is an actual cause as well. Yeah, I think mm. yeah. it happens a lot. That's when it happens a lot in like teenagers or like in your 20s. Because oh, yeah. it is you one know, of the most stressful parts. over exams. I think that's a huge stressor, right? In Singaporean teens. I wouldn't know. I didn't study. <laughs> much, much. I didn't study much. <laughs> sure, right. sure. That's not the Darren that I know. <laughs> so, so we know Darren's um cause is definitely not stress, la. <laughs> Right. And and stress is also linked to, you know, um hormonal imbalance. Right. That's why there's so many I think is it male hormonal support products on the market? Yeah, like the Testosterone, right? Like to balance. Yeah. You know how people got some kind of like like OCD, but these are different kind. Like they just like pull their hair. Like pull oh out, God. literally pull out. Yeah, it helps them relieve stress. Oh and like wow. it's kind of shook. Yeah. Shit. There's this documentary, right? I can't remember what channel, but they were covering it, you know, on, on mostly females, right? They'll pull out their hair. So it, there's like patches of bald, baldness on the head. Ooh, and it's not oh just to the top of your hair. Like they'll pluck like even, you know, pubic area, they'll pluck. What? And by the oh. way, plug, right? It's not... That's so out of the way. Like, are they naked the whole day or what? 
No, no, no. Like, say you're in your bedroom, like, yeah, you're stressed. Like, you know how people, like, you know, I don't know, what, when you stress, you go smoke. So for them, right, they like to just pull the hair and they like that Ooh. feeling when it's being plucked like out. Like, just one shot, like, one bunch? Yeah, one bunch. It's not even one strand. Oh. oh. Yeah. Then wouldn't it definitely bleeding, right? I don't think it'll bleed. I mean, if you just pull out, like, one strand of hair, like, you got white hair, you pull it out, you won't bleed, right? Yeah, I but think this the, is one bunch, reason, right? Yeah, I, I don't know lah. I mean, when I watched the video, there were no bleeding. But you can see like patches of, you know. But then this, this, is, a, this is a disorder, right? This like, they need some kind of like therapy, psychiatric help. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Correct, correct. Um, but the thing about this, every time you do pull, right, it sort of um, shocks the follicle. And then over time, it just won't grow back because the follicle is damaged. So yeah, it's the same as you know how like um mostly female who go for waxing, right? Over time when you do waxing, like your your hair would reduce, the hair growth would reduce because the follicles are being damaged. But that's so, good, right? Thing. Yeah, that, that that one's good, but not on the head. <laughs> so okay, wait, so I I presume this what lasering does, like damage the follicles. Yes, yeah, correct. It, it sort of like kills oh, the, the follicle. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then my question is, okay, so waxing does lasering, but what about shaving? No, so shaving, you're just like basically cutting the hair that's above the skin. You're not damaging the follicle in any way because the follicle is like under the skin. You just imagine it as a plant, right? If you were to cut the grass, it's just shaving, right? But if you pluck it out from the root, then that's like when you pluck out. So does, does poor care actually makes you lose hair? Like for example, okay, you know some people swear by not using shampoo, right? Mm, okay, so there's the like no two sides poo. of the whole... <laughs> Right, there's there's two sides of the whole thing, right? One is like, oh, um, shampoo actually helps you to cleanse your hair and everything, so you got to use it. The other side is like, okay, we're gonna go all natural, you know? Yeah. We are, we're not gonna use shampoo because chemicals are bad for your hair. So what is what? The thing about that, right, is yeah, sometimes if you do over shampoo, it could damage your hair, even damage your hair follicles, because our hair, our scalp, and our hair do need the natural oils to look healthy. So that's one. And you do have to wash it. Like, you can't not wash it. Okay, so you know how some people like to use dry shampoo? Yeah, yes. me. Just, uh, <laughs> okay, no, it's not a bad thing. But if you don't wash your hair and you only use dry shampoo, that, that oh, yeah, shit's no. gonna clump up. It's gonna like… Correct, correct. It's gonna clog up the pores, man. Yeah, I mean, after all, it's just spraying powder onto the scalp. So you do have to wash it out. But personally, like when I used to dye my hair… Obviously, you pay so much to dye your hair, right? I don't want, I don't want to wash it so often, right? I know, I know how that feels, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I did, you know, try not to wash my hair. Like, I think the longest I went is like five to six days of not washing and just solely like dry shampoo. E. <laughs> <laughs> one week. <laughs> Hello, I said five to six days. It's technically not one week, okay. And by the way, I'm not alone, okay? I know a lot of people who do the same thing after they dye their hair. <laughs> I tried it. I tried it for like two days. I couldn't take it anymore, so yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I know why. It, it feels them itchy, right? But here's the thing. So the moment I went to wash my hair, right, I realized there's a shit ton of hair that came out. Really a lot of hair. So, okay, but I know like partly it's because I didn't wash my hair in like five, six days, right? So a lot of the hair would have fallen but they didn't like basically just leaving off my head but they are you know fallen off just not dropping out so the moment I shower like a lot of them do come out but then the other side is that I feel like because the the follicles are clogged right so the hair just sort of like gave up <laughs> it could be I never thought about yeah, that yeah so I feel like it's, it's both but then even now la, I, I would just wash my hair like once every two days that's for me la, and then I, I can't take it I'll wash it yeah so what, what about the other side then the don't use shampoo argument. I don't know about that. But I know there's a lot of YouTube videos, you know, people using just baking soda or baking powder mixed with water and then they wash their hair. But personally, like, I tried that before. Like, just not using shampoo is just bad. Like, it just gets very oily after that. It's very disgusting. It looks clumpy. I will say though, I'm actually using, I don't know what, I really don't know what to call it. Like, I really don't know what to call it. It feels like conditioner, but it's not. It's meant for your scalp. So I use that sometimes in place of shampoo because it, it's, not, it's not harsh. So what's that? 
I don't know. I really don't know what to call it. What? <laughs> as in, is it a shampoo product or it's a what? It's marketed as a treatment product. So I really don't know what to call it. <laughs> so like, you think it's good? Like scalp treatment or something? I don't know. Like, you know this Korean product should be okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah, we're anyway. no um, looking at the condition of it maybe like two months from now. Yeah. So okay. Um, while we're on this topic, I think it depends on which country you're living in as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so if like, so you guys are in Melbourne now and it's quite cold, right? Yeah, that's why I can go longer without washing my hair. Yeah, but if you're living in Singapore, you do that shit, mm. you don't yeah. wash your hair, Yeah, you're just going to smell like shit lah, come on. Okay, it's not about <laughs> the smell one. because you can easily put dry shampoo the next day and it smells damn good. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, okay, so me and my sisters, we all have the same... Like mindset, we just don't want to wash our hair so often, right? Because it's going to strip the natural oils and all that. And it, it'll make mm-hmm. it drier as well. Plus, when it's very late at night, you just don't want to wash your hair and then you have to dry your hair. Oh yeah, for girls, that's a problem. Yeah, Yeah. so at night, we'll be like, okay, the hair doesn't look too oily, right? Okay, this looks fine. And then the next morning, fuck, it's oily and you got no time to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, wait. Why does this happen? Uh? Okay, I can wash my hair at night, right? Then when I wake up in the morning, it's oily again. What the hell is going on? Your oil build up at night. Ah. I mean, your body's okay, still... Okay, I feel know? like maybe that <laughs> sounds crazy, like you're eh? washing too much though. Because when your hair... Like, let's say you do shampoo very often, right? And it strips off the natural oil. The scalp's normal reaction is to produce even more oil because your scalp is dry. Yeah, okay, no. I can I can shampoo first thing in the morning. That's all. <laughs> and then like, it goes through the whole day and then when I wake up in the morning, woo! <laughs> okay, the oil barrel on my head. <laughs> I guess also we have to look at the the your scalp's condition, right? Like some people just have oily scalp and some people have dry scalp. You know, I always have this uh, idea of misconception. I realize every podcast I got this misconception that I'm talking about, <laughs> like which is every time people um like certain things, right? Like for example, you wear cap, right? Or people say like you like okay. I, I wouldn't be ashamed to admit lah. Last time, I tried to grow a man bun in Australia, you know? Like, trying to be... You, you, you. Then, after a while, it gets like... I mean, at your head, your head's like them hot, right? Then, your forehead get oily. So, you want to like kind of... Because my skin's a bit more oily. So, I want to kind of push it back. So, what I do is like, I go and buy the, the hairband, right? So, kind of push everything back. I'm sure a lot of guys, you know, at some point in Singapore, there's this trend, right? Every, every guy is anywhere hairband. A really bad trend, by the way. It's the ugliest shit ever, man. <laughs> I mean it. Same with the little ponytail. That guy's die. Oh Okay, my hey, God. You, know fu- <laughs> you know what's the funny thing? <laughs> Fucking stupid. So I, I try to, to do a man bun, right? Because, you know, Australia. Man. <laughs> but every time I go to the barber, he go fucking cut for me. So it's always like a fucking short tail. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so it's like six, eight months. <laughs> no fucking bun. But anyway, um, thank God. No, so the the what I was just trying to say. Oh, so you know when you wear hairband, right? So one of my, yeah. I think my mom saw me wear one day or something, and she was like, "Oh, like you shouldn't wear so much because it keeps pulling. Then your whole hairline will recede." Yeah, is that true? Actually, that's yeah, it's true. That's a condition. It's called traction alopecia. So basically, like a lot of pulling or twisting of your hair. I don't know about male. Um, tendencies. But I know in female, this is very true because I know you tie your ponytail very tightly to the back or your hairband. Those are going to pull your hairline. So it's going to like, you know, recede your hairline as well. Maybe it's like stress to the to the follicles. Yeah, like yeah. Basically, it, yeah, yeah. That's why it's called traction. So it's like really pulling your hair. So hairbands um. are not good for you. Okay, so today's Ordinary Folk is a very close friend of mine. His name is Zen and he has very kindly agreed to be on our podcast today um, to share his story. Welcome. Okay, hi Zen. Please introduce yourself. Hi, hi friends. I'm Zen. I'm 27 this year. I'm a customer relation manager at Marriott Vacation Club. And uh, like Skylar said, we are friends for some time now. Close friends. And uh, happy to share my experience. Okay, so the reason why I invited Zen to join us today is because, you know, ever since I first met Zen, which is about three years ago, okay, Zen did not have a lot of hair <laughs> when I first met him. And he was, you, you were only 24, right? At that time, yes, when we met, we were 24. Yeah, okay, 24. So, um, I would say it's, it's quite rare for people at his age to be at the stage of hair loss that he was at, like, at least for the people that I know. 
Okay, so thanks for joining us. Um, just FYI, Zen used to have a full head of hair when he was younger. So Zen, please share a bit more about your hair loss journey. Okay, when did it first start? Uh, I believe it started sometime uh, when I was 23, going to be 24. At that time, I believe it was, perhaps it's still distress. I didn't really see a lot of hair fall. Um, but there was one time when I go for hair for hope when I shaved my head. Uh, so the first time when I shaved my head, I realized that not many hair grew grew back. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> That's not very hopeful at all. <laughs> so I thought, you know, when, when old people always say, uh, if you shave more, then it will grow back faster, right? So, okay, fine. Let's go for a second time. So I went for the second time and <laughs> damn, it stopped growing back. <laughs> so I thought something was wrong. Um, I didn't really go and see a doctor at first. Uh, I spoke to my parents and they, they decided to, you know, ask me to, more of like they persuaded me to go and see a doctor. What made you not want to see a doctor at the start? Um, I thought probably it was just a stage where I didn't grow hair. So if I were to eat, um, you know, things that make me grow hair, it probably will grow back. Like eat more vegetables. Um, <laughs> try to eat black fungus. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think black fungus. And, and people say yeah. apply XO or some alcohol on the head probably <laughs> oh, really? will help. But of course, I didn't really buy XO and try, but I did try some... Um, Other those, alcohol. Yeah, some alcohol that is <laughs> not for drinking, of course. Like those alcohol really for the head. Wait, so from when you, from after the last hair for hope, right? How long yep. did you try to wait out for the hair to grow until you realize it's really not growing? Um, I guess that's probably four months. Yeah, I, I thought that that's really when I thought, okay, maybe just not growing. And that's when my parents also persuaded me to go and see a doctor. So then I went to see three specialists and they all said the same thing. And they said when I shave my hair, uh, the hair root is still there, but there's a black dot. Uh, so the black dot is actually my hair, just that it's not coming out from my head. Um, if if I'm putting it right, <laughs> I don't know how to okay, describe so it. Okay, so you are saying that's, that's the follicles and that's the sort of like the start of the hair strand, but it's just not coming out. Y- yes, yes, that's right. Did he say why? Um, Not really. I mean, they all said it could be due to stress or it could be... It could be hormone changes. I mean, like, but hormone changes is more of due to stress as well. So the main yeah. cause was stress. And when I go for hair for hope, the reason was because um, I, I kind of um, stressed over my grandmother. Uh, actually, she was in the hospital at the time uh, for a long time. So I thought, like, if I were to, you know, shave my head. It represents a fresh start or something like Get that. Get some good karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> like that. But who knew? I lost my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how did it make you feel? Like, when, when you... Like, the head did not just go back? Of course, at first, I was kind of shocked. Um, I didn't expect it to happen to me. Because, first of all, from young, I actually don't really have much hair. Um... If I could share. What, what do you mean? Everywhere I, or? <laughs> yeah, if I could share. I don't have. <laughs> right, I don't have, I don't have hair on my body. Uh, one example, I only grew two strands of ampi hair and I plucked it out because I thought oh, if wow. I plucked it out, it would grow more. So, <laughs> oh my God. so I, I lost my only two strands of ampi hair. <laughs> and my arms and my legs, um, no hair. But that's good. You you save yeah. a lot on, you know, buying shavers and shaving cream. In in a way, yes. In a way, yes. So when I first knew that, okay, I'm not growing hair, it was a big shocker because, you know, I already don't have much hair and I have no hair. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, but I do have to say that you did have a lot of hair on your head though, right? When you were younger, especially. Yes, yeah. When I was younger. Uh, um, just that the hair was really thin, um, not the thick kind. But still, I mm. did have hair. So I was um, I was not really sad about it. Just kind of like shocked, like disappointed. Okay, why is this happened to me? Right. 
Because I feel like as a as a female, right, if I were to, you know, suddenly I cut my hair short and it's not growing, I, I feel like I'll be very stressed because it's part of how I look, right? I, I would mm, like to have, you yes. know, long hair. So that did that, you know, affect your confidence in any way you feel like, you know, or oh, I lost my fringe. I know I know you had a fringe before in the past. Mm, at first, not really. I mean, because I, I thought the hair would grow back. Um, but when, when it was confirmed <laughs> that it is not... Um, that that's when I at first I felt quite demoralized because I thought like okay I'm gonna live the rest of my life without hair or <laughs> at, at least half grown hair. So so then uh one of my friend he said oh, why don't you just shave everything like botak just go bald mm-hmm. and I thought about it but I didn't have the I didn't have the courage to do it because you know it's a big step. Even for yeah, for a lot of people, it's really hard to do it, and also because of the head shape. If you want to, you want to shave bald, you have to. Yeah. You need to have a good <laughs> head shape. So I thought every Singaporean guy yeah. knows the feeling. <laughs> so I, I was thinking if I would look good if I shave, but of course, you know, I was asking around, and people say, "Okay, your head is quite round, so maybe you can do it." But then, you know, if you compare the the color of the skin. You know, a lot of black guys have bald head, but because they are black, they look good in it. So I thought, okay, I'm yellow skin and I'm kind of fair. I don't know if I would look good. <laughs> but nonetheless, I did it. I did it. And, and it felt quite, you know, um, it felt quite good. And that's when I gained back the confidence when I when I shaved bald. In fact, I've been I've been doing this for over a year now. So almost like once in two days, I would shave my head. To make it to make it clean. Oh, right. So so that means there is still growth, right? Maybe like a few strands over a few weeks or months, but they are quite scattered, right? They are not growing together. Uh, for for mine is actually they're growing together. It's just that the hairline is quite um far back. And if you were to compare um the front and the back, I would say the back is actually fine. If if I let the hair grow out, it actually looks fine. But just that maybe um, they're quite far apart. I mean, it it's not like I have uh, scattered hair all around the head. Yeah, it's just that the, the hairline is really quite far behind. So that's why I thought, okay, just shave bob. Okay, since, you know, you have heard a lot of, you know, the stories about um, eating black fungus or putting alcohol on your head, do you do any other research on your own, you know, online on how to grow back the hair? Yes, I think for a period of time, I was doing my own research and be my own doctor almost every day. I was on Google. <laughs> WebMD. <laughs> yes, WebMD. And just Google... Whatever that comes up in the results, I will really go in and see what it says for a period of time. Like I was crazy about making my hair grow back. And I'm guessing nothing helped. That online remedy. Um. Yeah, nothing helped. Well, of course, they all say that uh, if you really want to have uh, to have a result, it's best to consult a doctor. Yeah. So that's that's when I went to see the doctor as well. Mm. There always the disclaimer on all this. WebMD side. So you say you went to three specialists, right? Why why three though? Like the the first one not work out, they go to the second one, then Oh, the um the, well actually I, I just wanted to have a, a you know go to different specialists and get a different opinion. But I didn't get the medicine from the first and the second one because when I go to the first one, um, you know, I was skeptical about what he was saying. Maybe he just you know want me to spend money on the medicines that I shouldn't get. So I went to see the second one. So apparently the second one said the same but kind of different at the same time, like differs in small details. So I wanted to see the third one. And the third one said the same thing as the first and the second one. So I thought, okay, fine. I'll just trust them and get the medicine because all three of them gave me the same medicine. So you got the treatment from the third specialist? From the third one, yes. Well, the first the first two must feel them betrayed like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did pay consultation fee, so... <laughs> <laughs> so was that working for you and then you just decided to stop or no it wasn't really working uh the doctor gave me um for six terms i mean six months actually the doctor didn't re- really reveal to me about the side effects so when i when i ate the medicine uh, first of all i was um on the fourth month already i think between the second and the fourth month i started to feel very heaty 
Like even even when I'm in the office, because usually my office is very cold. I have to wear a jacket. But during that time, I felt very heaty. I didn't wear a jacket, and I was I wasn't really sweating, but I just feel that it's very hot. And that was because of the side effects of the medication. Yes, I I don't know. I think so because at that time I wasn't I wasn't eating anything else other than that medicine. So I went on to Google, and then I realized, oh, so the medicine may cause uh, ED. So I thought, okay, then why not just stop it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't. The doctor see. didn't. The doctor didn't. He didn't tell me anything. He just said, okay, this may work. But he didn't tell me okay, what are the side effects. And the thing is, I didn't see anything about heatiness, but <laughs> it did. It does say that it may cause ED. So I was like, oh, that's shit. <laughs> he, he was like, this might work. Something else might not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I stopped on the fourth month. <laughs> it does say that it will not occur, um, you know, on a high percentage. But it's just that. Um, reading on the side effects and also it was making me very heaty I, I stopped so when I stopped then slowly it become better the heatiness got better so just to clarify you didn't get ED from me right? Uh, no <laughs> okay okay that's good that's good it's still functioning <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so you've done a lot of research on hair loss right I presume yes have you came across like hair transplant before oh uh, yeah I heard of it. Have you ever considered it? Um, I did, but then thinking of the price, uh, yeah, it's pretty pricey. Yeah, how much yeah. is it? I think it's around like in Singapore. I think it's twelve k, might be more. Yes, it could be more. Yeah. So my friend, I actually introduced a doctor in Thailand, and it was uh, only about five thousand Sing dollars if I were to do it there. Ooh, sketchy. Wait, so how how does it actually work though? This hair transplant. Basically, uh, you have some parts of your head where hair loss is not like you. You the chance of losing hair there is very, 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 very slim. Like the back of your head. Okay. Like yeah. the very last strand of hair you can find at the back of your head. So usually they'll take hairs from there, and then they'll plant it into the areas where you've like experienced hair loss. Wow. So technically, if you if you want armpit hair, you can plant at your armpit also, lah. I mean, <laughs> why would you do that, man? Come on. <laughs> there are guys who actually want a hair. Like, they like the aesthetics of it. What the? I don't think you're... You're not going to pay 12 kilo for armpit hair. La. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Like, armpit area is so small compared to your whole head. Is that... Is that <laughs> are you interested? I mean... <laughs> no, obviously I'm not. They go for a consult. Like, they do consult. I think. <laughs> Oh, anyway, anyway, uh, so if I were to do it in Bangkok, uh, it, it will be five thousand to seven thousand in between. Depends on the condition and also depends on uh the area of my head. Right. Um, but after I finished the, I was told that after the after the operation, I I cannot really like um have direct sunlight shine on my head. I cannot really like sweat too much. Just so that it can uh, recover in a way. The thing is that I do a lot of sports and I cycle a lot. So there's no way I'll stay at home and, you know, rot so that I can recover my hair. And then on the second part is that I think to spend 5000 just to regrow hair is kind of, I wouldn't say ridiculous, but I could have spent the money on something else. Right. Yeah. And I heard it's not 100% or so. Like- it is not, yeah, it is not 100%. So when they, when they, um, implant the hair on your head, it will stay there, but it will fall again if it's um, not successful. It's like, I think the follicles might reject the hand in a way. Yeah, it might reject. Yes. So it will fall off after some months. Yeah. So, it's, you see, it's not something that's guaranteed again. What What if someone, okay, what if the doctor told you, okay, 100% you can get a full head of hair back, permanent. Okay, if oh. we, then recovery is like, I don't know, six months. And then it's around like 5k, 5 to 10k or so. Uh, will you be willing to like stop exercising, going out in the sun, all those for this? Uh, if it's 100%, may, maybe I might consider. There's a high chance that I will consider. But of course, <laughs> I have to see I have to see what is the restriction, uh, the pros and the cons, of course. Okay, the, the cons, you, you get ED. 
<laughs> well, if I were to spend five thousand dollars for a full hair of hair and get eighty, then I think that's not worth it. <laughs> so, do you have any parting words for any of our listeners out there listening to this? Uh, I well, for people, I think for people who st- start to realize that you are losing hair, um, I would say if you can just go see someone and uh, you know get treatment earlier. It's not like if you just have one or two strands dropping on the floor, then you start to go and see the doctor. Try to like maybe get hair loss shampoos and get some tonics just to see if it works. If the the amount of hair that you drop is really a lot, then I say don't delay it. Just go see a doctor straight away. If you want my words, then honest words, then I will say, yeah, if you, if you realize that the medicine don't work at all and you have like patchy hair on the head and you are really just not confident about it, just shave away because it looks better than patchy hair. Okay, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your day. I know it's quite late now. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Have you had dinner? Because I haven't had dinner. <laughs> not, not yet. I'm dinner. going out for dinner. <laughs> okay, okay. So let's not let's not delay your time anymore. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, thanks. Anne. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, okay. On this week's episode, we have another special guest. Uh, he's an expert in his field. We have with us Dr. Kevin today. Hi, Dr. Kevin. Hello, good evening. (laughs) Okay, so Dr. Kevin is a a Ministry of Health credited family physician with interest in aesthetics and men's health. So why don't you tell us a little more about yourself, Dr. Kevin? Yeah, um, I've been uh, practicing as a doctor for nearly 20 years now. And uh, I graduated in 2001. uh, And I came here from Ireland uh, in 2003 and brought my wife and then we started our family here and I've had my own clinic uh, since 2013. So right now we're currently located in uh, Orchard Road, an international building. Well, wait, wow. you're Irish? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably picked up a little bit of an accent, but yeah, I, I uh, studied in Ireland Oh, but right. uh, yeah. yeah, pure pure bread ACS boy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, um, why don't you tell us a little more about uh, what you do, like in your field? Well, I, I do a lot of uh, aesthetic treatments in my clinic, and uh, primarily what I like to focus on are the minimally invasive treatments, uh, and in my clinic especially i do a lot more uh, a lot of uh, tattoo removals yeah and uh, more recently of course get get, get uh, gotten more interested in aspects of different aspects of men's health so you treat uh, male health conditions i would think almost every day right or at least a lot at, of times this a- yes right now is pretty much every day yeah so what are the what are some of the common male health conditions you treat well, the stuff that people are uh, very, very hesitant to talk about face-to-face very often. Uh, you have your erectile dysfunction, and then you have your premature ejaculation, or PE for short. And then you also have your hair loss. Right, so would you say, which would you say is the most common health conditions that you see on a daily basis? With regard to men he- men's health, I'd say uh, erectile dysfunction. Right, so, uh, so this week's episode is about hair loss. So yes. we're going to dive deeper into that topic. All right. Uh, is the only sign of hair loss looking at how much hair you drop? I think you first of all need to uh, to remember that we all drop hair daily. Right. Yeah. So uh, you can lose anywhere from eighty to a hundred hairs a day, but. Uh, some some even say eighty to one hundred and fifty hairs a day, which is which is it can be normal. Uh, it's when there's an like, increase in the number of hairs. So let's say you drop forty to fifty hairs daily, and then all of a sudden you notice eighty to hundred hairs. That is uh, something that should get you concerned. Right. 
but that's a bit like hard to quantify, right? Well, like, I mean, yes, I, I, you'd be surprised how many people actually do count how much they lose. But I think in, in most cases, it's just, you know, the bigger the clump, I suppose, right? When you start mm. noticing bigger clumps, then, then they start getting concerned. So what about um, other hair loss conditions? Is it all hair loss conditions are treatable or are there some certain conditions that are just not treatable at all? So you have the most common ones that you see, which is the male pattern um, hair loss. You have different versions of alopecia, which you can drop out in small little clumps or you get like circular bald spots. That's all treatable. There is hair loss where a person picks at the hair. That's, that's a different condition which you probably you need to uh, do some cognitive behavioral therapy and probably seek some psychological mm. help. And then there's the extreme end where even your eyebrows and your eyelashes drop, which is a alopecia totalis. Uh, wow. That that okay. is not so doesn't respond very well to treatment. Right. Is that like very common? No, no. Otherwise, otherwise, you'd have completely bald <laughs> people walking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's uh, that that takes a bit of. Uh, thankfully, not many people get that. Right. So if we look at male pattern baldness, at what stage is it considered too late to seek for treatment? Ah, so we have a scale. So somebody has kindly drawn out a kind of a pictorial guide for you. It's called the Norwood Hamilton scale. And if you do a very quick Google about it, uh, you'll see that there are various versions of it. So whichever one suits your fancy, you just have a quick peek at it. And they, you will see that they're all graded between uh, 1 to 7 and one VA as well. But most of the time, uh, the NH scale is what we call it for short. Uh, one to four will respond to treatment better than anything beyond that. And uh, with, with male pattern um, hair loss, you gotta understand a couple of things that are happening. So I, I am looking at a scale right now. I mean like one to seven, yes. right? So before four, more effective, but does it mean that I think after four, like it just doesn't work. So what you, know? you have to understand what's actually happening on, on the microscopic scale. When you look at the hair follicles itself, uh, they are being subjected to uh, DHT, DH testosterone, and they actually shrink. It's called miniaturization. So the smaller they are, they'll eventually shrink into nothing, right? So the further down your scale, it means that uh, the in some patches of your scalp, there is no hair at all. So you can't make something grow out of blank patch of skin. Mm. But you can kind of okay. rescue the really, really tiny ones, right? Yeah, but the effectiveness, I, I think from our previous conversations, is that it kind of decreases over time as well, right? Uh, yes, well, the, the, eff the efficacy or the effectiveness of the drug uh, of the... Of the treatment basically means that the further up the scale you are, the worse the outcome or the less response you will get. Okay. So it's important to take action early. It is very important to take action early. Yes. Yes. Okay. So right now we have uh, a bunch of poll questions. So what we did was we posted uh, some questions on Instagram. Yeah. And we asked if any of our followers would be interested in asking any questions to an expert. So right. what we have yeah. is uh, a bunch of questions that we're going to ask you. Okay, uh, far away. Yeah. First one, if yes. you lose hair on your head, will you also lose them <laughs> below? Okay, so <laughs> if, you, if you look, the, I can explain this in the medical term, right? If you look at a balding person, you might notice that they tend to lose the hairline, the hairline recedes, and then the back of the hair tends to stay there, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. So the back yeah. of the hair is unsubjected to the same influences to of the hormone that we are trying to combat. So likewise with uh, the hair below, it is unlikely to be affected by the same kind of you know male pattern hair loss that that the person might be experiencing. 
Uh, but that's not to say that if, you know, for example, if you have uh, uh, alopecia totalis, for example, you will lose hair everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Then the question is, um, I, sorry, I'm just getting a bit excited. Is <laughs> if, <laughs> so I guess some people have this question, right, which is if I take hair loss treatment, then will I regrow hair everywhere? Ah, so the short answer is no. Right, because all it does is it blocks DHT, right? That's right. It blocks DHT, correct. It blocks DHT. And so the DHT effects really at the hairline and the, at the top or the crown of the head. Otherwise, sometimes you call the vertex of the head. So you rarely anywhere else. In fact, oh, nowhere right. else. You get it? Okay, yes. Mm. Everyone yeah. else, can be, if you're safe. <laughs> okay, next question. Yes. What's the difference between a widow's peak and a receding hairline? <laughs> you got me there. I have, <laughs> you got me there. That, that I'm going to have to Google now. Nope. <laughs> I just, uh, you know what? I, I don't no know what's. Perfect. Yeah, no one's perfect. <laughs> widow's peak. You know, like some people's hair, they're just like a bit more M-shaped. And then the other one's a V-shape on your forehead. You got a v- widow's peak. Yeah. Ah, I see. So a little bit like, um, what's his name? Hugo uh, from uh, the Matrix. Oh, right? We are, we're silent because guy. before our time. That's terrible. You know what? You know what? I'll just I'll just Google Matrix bad guys, and uh, there we go. Hugo Hugo Weaving, that's his name. So it looks a bit like stage one, stage two, right? I mean, yeah, uh, it looks a little bit like. But I think it's just it's just a, a name, isn't it? Where where they to describe where pers- the hairline meets in the center, they call it a widow's peak. I have no idea why it's called widow's peak. So well, receding hairline is part of male pattern hair loss. So widow's peak is just the way the shape of the hair grows on your scalp. Okay, so how would someone know if like, okay, this is actually hair loss or this actually mm. just genetics where my hairline is just like that? Yes, so, so that's a really good question. I think you got again, then revert back to the hair fall. So if you're kind of looking at the amount of hair that you're losing and then the sudden increase and then you tie in with the hairline that you feel might be getting thinner, then yes, then you, then you go and seek uh, medical help. I think it's not right to just take one thing and look at it. That's a problem with like Dr. Google, right? You try and search for <laughs> everything. It gives you an entire list, but it doesn't give you context, right? The number of times that people have come to me and say, I'm dying, but then, you know, it's just <laughs> you've got a, too much stomach acid or something. <laughs> Go soft ones, things you have ED. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, this next question, uh, actually... I'm quite curious about this as well because the question is, is thin hair the same as thinning hair? And for me personally, I do have thin hair and I am confused about this sometimes as well. So it would be great. Okay, okay. So so uh, thinning hair is when um, the hair gets smaller with each cycle. So if you can imagine, right, you have like a hundred oak trees, large branches. You chop all of them down and you replace them with a hundred rubber trees, really small skinny trunks. So this relative space between each tree increases. So likewise, thinning hair is when you notice that as time passes, the space between each hair actually gets big, wider and wider and wider, so much so you can start to see your scalp. Whereas thin hair is something that you had growing up. So let's say you can see the scalp of someone's head. Yes. Could it be possible that they might not have hair loss and it's just them having thin hair? Yes. Uh, there are also some genetic conditions where the hair is very sparse to begin with. Yeah, the, usually will, you will have other kind of uh, physical features that are in keeping with the genetic condition as well. So yes, it's not always that uh, just because you can see the scalp of somebody that the hair is thinning. They may just have thin hair. Along the same lines, yes. uh, is it common for a man with thick hair to be prone to hair loss? I don't see why not, actually. I, I can't <laughs> think of any physiological reason why anybody with thick hair would be prone to hair loss. Is it, is, 
Yeah, yeah. What is it has to do with something to do with the weight of the hair? There's no reason why. That's really interesting. I wonder why people would think that. <laughs> no, I think some, the, some people's question is, if they have thick hair, would they ever lose, would they ever experience hair loss? Well, the short answer is yes. I mean, as we age, our hair gets th- thinner. And uh, I mean, if I'm looking, judging by how my father looks now, that's what I have to look forward to in 40 years' time, right? <laughs> oh, that's actually really good because most of it is genetics, right? Yes. Yeah, well, he's had a full head of hair all the way until his 60s, then he starts thinning, and his brother is even worse than him. Okay. So I guess to, yeah. to see where you are going to be in terms of your hair situation, just look at your, your, your uncles and your dad. Your, your, yeah, exactly. You can just kind of have a rough gauge. It could be from the mom's side as well, right? It could definitely be maternal, definitely. It's much harder to spot, obviously, right? Because your mom doesn't lose the hair. They have estrogen to protect them. Male pattern baldness also happens in females, right? Like female pattern baldness? Yes, yes. It's the same kind of, uh, almost the same physiology involved, yes. But unfortunately, they can't go on oral medication. Uh, can you prevent male pattern baldness like before it even starts? Can you prevent an accident that's about to happen? Ooh. <laughs> that mm. is deep. <laughs> mm, you can't. Deep. It's, uh, genetics is, is what you're given. So no, but you could certainly start treatment early. Mm-hmm. So you could, you could certainly prevent worsening of the hair loss, right? Right. So you, the earlier you start treatment, the the longer you get to keep your hair. Mm, right. So, uh, will you will you ask that question a lot? <laughs> oh really? no, actually, no, no. Actually, most of my patients, whenever they are starting any oral medication, their major concern is whether it will give them ED or not. Right. That's a okay. Is that true? That in fact, in fact, that's the only concern. <laughs> So is that true though? Because yeah. uh, I've read a lot about it myself online, and most of yes. some there's there's two different sides. Some say it's a rumor, some say it actually. Does. Okay, so three kind of scenarios, which is what I share with my patients. Uh, for if you get erectile dysfunction, stopping the medicine normally reverses it. That's one. The second scenario is that in some instances. Uh, if a patient continues the medication for another another two weeks, the side effect goes away. And another scenario is where they die die want to take the medicine and don't want to and, and want to prevent hair loss, so they they resort to taking half a tablet, and then the side effect goes away. The the very 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 rare instance where you know the word is that there is a permanent uh, erectile dysfunction or sexual dysfunction resulting from starting this medicine it came from a study that basically the study didn't have strong enough data so the truth is still out there I suppose whether it does actually indeed cause permanent uh, sexual dysfunction or not I guess that's the big number one concern right we got so many young guys on no that is always yeah (laughs) exactly but actually the second question that they often ask is will it cause impotency Yes, so short answer is no, it doesn't. To all, all the men out there, rejoice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we had so many men who asked us like, oh, um, um, we're trying to expect a baby. You know, I want to stop hair loss as well, but I'm just really scared that, you know, in the end, I get impotency from um, this hair loss treatment. You know? Yeah, no, um, not at all. Okay, uh, next question. Yes. Do hair loss shampoo or conditioners or hair tonics actually help? Up to a point. So I'm not saying they don't entirely, you know, not help, but they work very... First of all, they're all only on the surface, yeah? They don't penetrate into the skin. So there are various functions that these uh, products do. They either thicken the hair and help the hair to anchor stronger into the scalp, or they clean the scalp in to ensure, you know, better conditions for hair growth. But really, as far as stimulating hair to regrow or to get thicker hair from, uh, from otherwise thinning hair, right? You really need to go down to the 
roots, the fo- hair follicle itself. That, that, that none of this stuff can penetrate there. So, so it's a short, it's a yes and no. Uh, uh, sorry, it's a no and yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's quite curious. We, we don't really hear about hair transplant, right? Could you kind of touch mm. on that just a little bit for, for our listeners? Hair transplant, so basically the, the basic gist of it is moving hairs that do not, uh, are not influenced by the effects of DHT to a place where the hair has been uh, badly affected by DHT. So normally they harvest the hair in clumps from the back of the head. It used to be a strip of skin as well, but now they just it's, it's machine uh, assisted, so it's a lot less painful. Uh, and they harvest the hair and then they, uh, depending on whom you choose doctor-wise, then you replant the hair where you want it. Now, you could do a really good job and make it look natural or you could do a really bad job and look like somebody drew a line on your scalp. Too. Then you get your widow's peak, right? Yeah. Right? But... Uh, <laughs> You, it needs hair doesn't grow like what some I've seen pictures where the hair is literally a straight line like somebody put a bowl on your head and they just oh, let's do a straight line right across here and of course it sticks it grows right but oh man it looks so weird <laughs> and what's the success rate of that so hair transplant a couple of things when you transplant a hair they will eventually still fall and then it'll take several months for the hair root to to kind of regrow so i would say it's quite successful uh, especially when we are touching on the hairline itself because remember the oral medication doesn't really affect the hairline so much that was surgical la. that's a surgical option. that's a surgical procedure and it's a very very expensive procedure as well and it's a very long well very time consuming procedure four doctors working on one head over between four to seven hours wow oh wow wow (laughs) (laughs) must be expensive Very expensive. Right, hmm? I think previously Darren did mention that there is a chance that your, I think your hair follicles might reject the newly transplanted hair. Is there true? is exactly that, yes. Uh, there's always that chance, but the success rate is relatively high for a hair transplant. Okay, so I think in our first um, podcast episode that we covered for ED, there is an underlying condition, you know, that's causing the ED. Does this hold true for hair loss as well? I think ED, when you when you look at the primary causes, you always kind of need to rule out like uh, uh, high blood pressure and diabetes. I think those two are the, like the core. And so... Um, I think a general health screening would be highly recommended uh, as part of your overall check, health check. I've been trying to get some of my friends to do a health screening for years and they still downright refuse. Are they guys? Yeah, yeah. No, but I think I think the whole idea is, oh, it involves a needle. Oh, no way. Thank you very much. No. You show okay. them the needle and it goes, are you pain, pain? <laughs> <laughs> If my friend was a doctor and he asked me to get a health check, yeah, I would probably trust my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, just, I think an overall health check is always highly recommended once or twice a year. Right. Or at least, one, think, sorry, once a year or once every two years would be better. I think some people just aren't willing to spend the amount of money. No, I, I think it's more of the pain involved. Maybe maybe it's more of the money for us younger guys. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, moving on to our final question. Uh, is it true yes. that the more frequently you cut or shave your hair, the faster or thicker it grows? No. I think this comes from the fact that when you cut your hair or you shave your hair, your beard or, or, or your hair, you just feel the rough ends of the cut, but there's no reason why it should stimulate uh, hair growth at all. Your hair will grow to a certain length and then they will fall off and then it will be a resting period and it will grow again. So there's no reason why cutting it would actually stimulate it. There's no kind of mechanism. After all, your hair uh, is, is made up of material that are not involved in any physiology at all once it's outside. 
Okay, well, my follow-up question is actually very similar to um, cutting and shaving the hair. Um, so, you know how sometimes, you know, you get one random strand of white hair? Yes. And from what I read, so if you are going to pull out, you know, a, a hair strand from your scalp, it actually damages the follicles. So, if you do have that white strand of hair, should you just cut it or still pull it out? Interesting question. <laughs> Yeah, so yes, you're right. You could uh, suddenly damage the hair follicles. Now, why would you want to pull out white hair? I got like 12 strands or 15 strands. <laughs> <laughs> there are far less painful ways of dealing with the white hair than, than to pull it out. Please tell. <laughs> <laughs> you could trim it. You could color it. Oh, you, could okay, em- okay. you could embrace it. You could have literally Googled that question. You would have gotten the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you were to trim that white hair, right? And then yes. it starts growing out again. But it'll, it'll still be white all the way, right? Or will it start becoming black again? That's also a very good question. Uh, I have found that some white hairs do sometimes go back and turn black. Actually, it's it all has to do with the pigments uh, that color the hair. The pigment cells. So they, they sometimes... Sometimes uh, the pigment cells do kind of migrate a little bit then you could get a white hair growing back black. It is possible, but it doesn't happen very often. Okay, so right. uh, I think that's all the questions that we have for you today, Dr. Kevin. Thank you so all much right. Thank for you. this podcast. You're most welcome. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you can come back on another episode as a, as a guest again. <laughs> maybe before you go, I guess we yes. always kind of end off with everyone well, I mean everyone's like the second episode lah, but um, <laughs> what would you say to all the guys out there who are you know experiencing hair loss any parting words for them oh uh, there there is there is hope uh, there is treatment effective treatment and uh, it's better that you start earlier rather than later so uh, and uh, three key things, three key words, I would say. Don't be shy. All right, so let's dive into our folklore section of the podcast. And today's topic is... <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to do the drum roll. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Let's go. <laughs> yes, yes, it's MSG. <laughs> I hit my table a bit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys know MSG la, right? I mean like since young. Monos something you tell me. Monosodium. Yeah. Okay. So basically I think the, the folklore that we are gonna talk about is whether or not, you know, MSG causes hair loss. Okay. But honestly, do you guys think it does or it doesn't? I used to think it does. Not anymore. Agree. I've done my research. <laughs> and like, come on, we eat. There's MSG in everything we eat, like, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, but actually, I before I did the research, I still think it does cause hair loss. <laughs> so when when do you do the research recently? Uh, yeah, like few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, for someone, for anyone that doesn't have like hair loss, who doesn't mm. suffer from hair loss, I don't think they would just suddenly search does MSG cause hair loss. They won't be worried about it. Yeah, that's true. So. Well, since Darren is uh, an expert on MSG, can you tell us what MSG is? Man, we just talked <laughs> to an expert, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, just giving labels. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. <laughs> MSG okay, so, expert, please. <laughs> all I, mean, I know about MSG is that it's, it's salt. In my mind, it's just salt. It's what gives like umami flavor to things, right? Yeah. It's naturally yeah. recurring. Yeah, so basically MSG is added to food lah to, you know, give this umami flavor. Right, and so it's actually an amino acid glutamate, right, which is found in nature. And in fact, your your body actually produces this MSG and it's also what? found in your, you know, your muscles, your brain. Yeah, so... Wait, your body produces MSG. I mean, if you want to put it that way lah, I mean, okay, so basically MSG is derived from this... Amino acid glutamate. Amino. Amino. Okay. Record this <laughs> and then go and cut and paste back into all the previous. <laughs> 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 Amino acid. Okay. 
<laughs> so your body can produce it and they are also found in your muscle, in your brain, your kidneys and all your other organs and tissues. But yeah, anyway, natural foods do have MSG like cheese, tomatoes, walnut. Uh, these are just the ones I know at the top of my head, but I'm sure there's more. Um, but obviously there's, you know, MSG in all kinds of processed food, like instant noodle, canned food, potato chips. Since young, right, like my grandma and my mom, they'll be like, oh, don't eat so much instant noodle. If not, you'll lose your hair. So I've always been limiting, like, okay, uh, you know, I'll treat myself once a week. That's all I can eat because I don't want to lose my hair. But it's not true. So just eat away. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like your amounts, right? How much do you eat? Like five times a week? The last time That's you That's actually said? true, Sarah, this week. Oh my god. I actually ate five. I actually ate oh five men. <laughs> well, anyway, so the good news is it actually doesn't cause hair loss. In fact, MSG is actually deemed safe by the FDA in normal amounts. So if that's the case, then why do you think this is a myth? I mean, I feel like everyone, at least once in their life, they have been told, at least in Singapore, right? Someone was definitely going to hear like, don't eat so much instant noodle, don't eat so much MSG, your hair is going to drop off. I think it's just the... There's a lot of things, especially in Singapore, that has been passed passed down from the older generation. Off the top of my head, it's probably there's a, there's a lot of weird things like that. You know the if you point at the moon, then your ear will get cut. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you if know you that, if you, know you shatter a mirror, you like have seven years of bad luck. This is not really that's Chinese superstition, la, right? That's not. That, I mean, it's the same lies. Like this kind. Of, I mean, but, MSG. But this MSG thing MSG is technically a superstition, la, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have me same la. Okay, actually, right? How this MSG thing started? Okay, it's a very very long time ago. There was a, a study. So basically, they injected MSG into like newborn mice, and they found that all the mice got brain damage. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's why people associate like you know, oh, MSG is bad for you because like you know it's gonna cause brain damage and all that kind of shit. But the thing is, they actually injected large doses of MSG into these mice. So that's how the myth started, you know, and then more and more people started, you know, make writing books about how MSG is bad. So guys, just go ahead and eat all your instant noodle, your spams. You don't have to be limiting yourself like I do to one packet a week. <laughs> <laughs> be like Darren five packets a week represent <laughs> be, be like Darren <laughs> don't be like me you probably you probably contract something else <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay so that's kind of all we have for you guys this week on this podcast so we hope you learn a little more oh. on hell. <laughs> what is going on what was that <laughs> that was my no my sad no We'll see you two weeks later. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> out. We, hope, we hope you guys we hope you guys uh learn a little more on, about hair loss through this podcast. We hope you find certain segments interesting. Uh maybe you can relate to the ordinary folk we had on this podcast. Maybe you learn something from the expert we had on this podcast. But anyway, we hope that uh this has been a little eye-opening for you guys we hope that you feel just a little bit more comfortable talking about hair loss and as always if you want to follow us on social media we are on instagram at off by noah that's o-f-b-y-n-o-a-h no shame in the plug wait 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 wait, wait. what up okay (laughs) guys stay tuned for our next episode because we are gonna dive into something very uh, well, what can we're I talk about porn <laughs> <laughs> alright bye guys